0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets.
1: Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me are my good friends Peter Burke Hello. and Kate Abbott. How do? And today we're going to talk about dogs and other small pets. We're going to initially just talk about dogs and cats, because, you know, dogs and cats. But we get questions about dogs with other small animals. Ferrets, rabbits, hamsters, guinea pigs. Birds. Birds. Birds, Reptiles. And no, not the gigantic pythons that could eat your dog, but, you know, (laughs) small pets. Like geckos
2: bearded
1: (laughs) dragons. Yes, Uh, especially the ones that people are more likely to take out of the habitat and handle, like leopard geckos and bearded dragons. Maybe the smaller snakes, milk snakes, king snakes. So anyway, we decided to talk about little critters. And I think before we talk about the other pets, we need to talk about the dogs. Dogs are predators.
0: I used to have dogs and cats. Now I have a terrier. I don't have cats. No.
1: And let's just say Kate and her terrier, Quill, were down at the park near my house a few weeks ago. And I said, sure, come on over. And I put my cat in the bedroom and closed the door before Quill came in the house. And the first thing I said was, where are the
0: cats? Yeah. Quill's a hunter. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine keeps saying, oh, yeah, my terrier acts like that till he gets up there. And then he just loves on him. And I'm like, I'm just not willing to risk somebody else's cat to find out.
1: Well, or you. If you adopted <laughs> one and brought one home, you'd feel absolutely horrible if he killed it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's he's gotten lizards, Oh, rats, he brought me a possum. A possum. If he can do a possum. Oh, yeah. Because those it. are nasty. Yeah. yeah. Then he can...
2: Yeah, well, they're big,
1: anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes they play dead and they're easy to kill. But, um, uh, he som- worked on that one for a while. Yeah.
2: Got nasty teeth.
1: And I don't have terriers, but I have herding dogs. The line between herding and chasing is a very fine line. Some of the worst livestock killers are herding dogs that just take it a step too far. And Pedro and I both foster kittens for a local rescue, And I know of my three dogs that Hero and Seven are going to be absolutely wonderful with the kittens. And they wash faces, and they wash kitten bottoms, and they supervise. And far be it from me, if I am holding a kitten and that kitten squeaks, then I have two dogs looking at me going, what did you do? (laughs) But Bones, as good as he is in other situations, he doesn't want those kittens to touch him. And I don't know that he would purposefully kill a kitten, but I'm not willing to take the risk. If he doesn't want those kittens to touch him, fine. I don't put the kitten or him in a situation where it could be a problem.
2: See, in my house, it's Poncho that has fun with kittens, even them running around. Or then, like, our recently foster fail adoptee (laughs) (laughs) likes to cuddle with him.
1: Yeah. Oh, when I saw those pictures, it was like, Who that head-talking, right? You should do with Pancho. I know. know. (laughs) And every night she sleeps with us and
2: she cuddles with him all the time. Tango, he has a high chase instinct. Cats run around, kittens, it's fun just to chase them. Now, he doesn't harm them, but he'll chase them and then he nose-butts them. He Uh. his nose and then punches them with the nose. Run support, Yeah, (laughs) like, no, we're not doing that. But then Willow is like, like, you're seven. Willow's really good with the kitten. So Mm. she's usually the first one I'll introduce them to. Because she'll just lay down and she's lays there and lets them. She'll lick their butts and their faces and plays with them. But she'll lay down and she's gentle with it.
1: Well, this new batch of kittens that I have, the three, I've only had 36 hours. And they're bottle babies, so I'm bottle feeding and making them go potty. And Seven is right there with me, with the kittens, as I take them out of the cage one at a time, bottle feed it. I turn the kitten around. She... Licks the milk off the face. Turn the butt around. Hero washes the bottoms. (laughs) (laughs) They make my job so much easier. Yeah, (laughs) And then put it back and then bring out another one. Self-appointed jobs. I don't force Hero to lick the other end. It's self-appointed. They're babies. This is what you do to a baby. Some people have been absolutely disgusted when I say Hero washes the bottoms. But his choice. If he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't have to do it and and there's in no way do i force him to but seven does the face and hero does and there's been times oh this afternoon i held the kitten down and a dog was working on each end (laughs) (laughs) poor kittens getting bottom washed and face washed
0: (laughs) (laughs) no actually
1: they just they don't even squeak they just you know it's like Okay, you're bigger than my mom, but alright. <laughs> but I think if you're going to have little pets in a house with a dog, the first thing you do is need to evaluate your dog without any without romanticizing it. Mm-hmm. Without assuming that your dog is gonna be good with little pets. Take off your rose-colored glasses. Take off yeah. the rose-colored glasses. How does your dog react? If you have a big dog, how does he react with little dogs? What happens if, does a family member have a little pet or a cat? It only takes one mistake to kill the small pet. Yeah, if you have a big dog, it just takes one paw. One Mm -hmm. paw. It could be just a play with a a a kitten. You know, dogs play with each other, grab. Mm -hmm. If he grabs a little pet, Mm -hmm. the pet's gone. And that could be really, really traumatic. Never mind that a pet has died. So without making excuses for behavior, without romanticizing it, how does your dog act with little animals? And then second, how does he act with little animals that run?
0: Oh, God.
1: Because there's one thing if I hold a kitten and my dogs wash the kitten's face and bottom... But how about when that kitten gets a little bit older before he's adopted when he's running around the house?
2: See, and that's how it works. So Liz is done with them about four weeks, and they're weaned. And they (laughs) come to my house, and that's when those little little cute little white four-week-olds are running around.
1: (laughs) I do the bottle baby, and then when they're weaned and they use the litter box, they move to her house.
0: (laughs) Would you call it popcorn kittens? Little popcorn
1: kittens. yeah. everywhere. everywhere. Sometimes I have them till five weeks and they're starting to bounce around. But what I've done when they start bouncing around is they don't get free run of the house. Yeah. Because one, I don't entirely trust bones. And two, Seven is used to running with my adult cat. And she and my adult cat will zoom back and forth up and down the hall and... I know that, one, she's never, ever going to hurt him. I worry more about him hurting her. (laughs) Uh, And he will turn around and chase her, and he'll lift up a paw that's loaded, and she goes, never mind, okay, I'm a good girl, I'll stop. So I don't want her to take that habit of playing rough with the big cat and have her do the same thing with the kitten. So I... Separate the kittens when they turn into popcorn kittens. I have one room that I can block off and close a door in. That becomes kitten room. When Paul and I had ferrets, we would often let the ferrets out of their cage to run around. But the dogs, we had German Shepherds at that point, did a downstay lay down, stay. Ferrets get to run around. If a ferret bounces over to you sideways ee, 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 and jumps all over you, you hold that downstay. Talk about proofing. Yeah. Well, both of those dogs had their obedience trial championships, and both of them were certified search and rescue dogs. They could do a downstay for a ferret. I haven't had rabbits with the dogs in years. Once I learned I was allergic to them, you've had rabbits with the dogs. Huh?
2: Yeah, but same thing. I mean, I, rabbits, reptiles. We've had hamsters, yeah. rats. But, um yeah, some that small. And then at that point I had German Shepherds or Aussies we we'll put them in a, like a little run, portable thing. Mm-hmm. You can buy them on pet stores. Like their puppy playpen. Well, yeah, like a little puppy playpen. Yeah. Um, and so the dogs can be around and be, you know, comfortable with them. But when they're that small, I don't want to run around the house because I'd lose the little critter. <laughs> so you gotta watch. you gotta pick, you know, what, who do you let run around the house? You don't want a little hamster or a little rat because it would be
1: gone somewhere.
2: But uh, same thing, again... You have a good solid down stay, or a sit stay. Have them on leash. Leave it. Leave it has to be. Leave you to it. Probably one of the things I do talk about when the, the doctors do come to the house to adopt the kittens is you know I look at their thing and they show they have a dog. I question them and then I kind of tell them that I'm a dog trainer. This is why I'm questioning. Because first I'm adopting you a kitten for a Spot. But... And we raised this kitten. <laughs> yeah. Darn it. I wanted nothing to happen to it. So There's I do a- give him some of the pointers. Not to just throw them in a room together. No. Not even if familiar with the old cat that passed away. No. Because this is a kitten. Do the leash thing. Ask if they had obedience training. Because your dog should do downstairs, sit,
1: stay, leave it.
2: Yeah, that kind of thing. So I go
1: through the whole thing <laughs> with them. Which is why you do the... Adoption part, because nobody's good enough to adopt one of my (laughs) kittens. I'd I'd end up with a whole bunch of foster fails.
0: (laughs) It's great when the dogs and the cats have a great relationship.
1: Mm -hmm. Watching Seven and Kirk, my adult cat, is better than any TV ever, because I've watched them invent games. Mm -hmm. The one that I've had on Facebook a lot is I had some craft supplies in a tub sitting on top of a trunk in my living room. I just hadn't put it away yet. It was all in the tub. And Kirk had gotten up on top of the trunk, and there was some red sisal rope. And it was just kind of wadded together. It was a a cut-off piece that wasn't really long enough to do much with, but long enough, I didn't want to throw it away. (laughs) I could use it for something. So it was kind of wadded up. And I saw Kirk Pawing at it, but either it was stuck under something or or he couldn't get it out. He was working at it, but he couldn't get it out. And seven was watching him. And after a few minutes, it wasn't very long, but a few minutes, she put her paws up on the front paws on the trunk, reached in, grabbed that rope, pulled it out, and dropped it on the floor. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there with my hands over my mouth going, she didn't do that. How did they communicate that? Mm -hmm. How did she get that? And then they turned that rope into a game. She would grab it and hold it. He would pull it. He would drag it. He would wrestle with it. She'd grab the rope, roll over, have it tangled in her front feet. He'd come over and grab the other end for days. I finally threw the rope away about a week ago because it was so frayed and so half chewed and knotted I was afraid the cat would swallow some of it yeah. and then it would kill him. And Kirk went around off and on for a couple of days meowing at me, looking for it.
2: Oh
1: Mean Ma I know I was such Man. a mean potentially saving his life, but he me, didn't Mom, care. Want he wanted his rope. But I had more fun watching the two of them. And, you know, in my head I'm going, these are two predator species who are figuring out how to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. Now, Kirk is going on six years. She's not even quite a year and a half yet. Next month, the end of this month, they'll be a year and a half. Yeah. Not quite a year and a half yet. And so she's still puppy. And they're communicating the rules of these games. And I just sit there. I'm not reading my book. I don't turn the TV on. I'm sitting. I don't have a movie in. I'm just watching them, watching the body language, watching the thinking, and it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, I've had such a good time. So I throw weird toys out there and see which ones they'll react with, which ones they'll play with, which ones they don't. They like long things that they can make a tug-of-war with. So like a little stuffed <laughs> snake, okay. a cat toy that feather on one end, attached to a rope, all kinds of stuff. It's like I'm conducting my own science experiment. But they will each take one of the toys and go find the other. Mm-hmm. Seven will grab a toy, go find Kirk. Kirk will come out, sit in the middle of the living room, and he's muscular, subtle. Wow! <laughs> much less subtle
2: <laughs> but that's what's nice you raise them correctly you do it right there's a nice they respect relationship e- that'll happen
1: they respect each other mm-hmm. um, Kurt knows that Seven's bigger Kirk also knows that he's armed mm. she totally respects the fact that his paws can be sharp he lifts the paw and she backs up three feet I don't think she's afraid of him i think she's respectful okay. those are his weapons if he doesn't have that pot they'll lay down next to each other they'll be face to face they'll both tug on the toy the total interaction but if she gets too rough all he has to do is go and lift that front paw and she's Yes, sir. And she backs. <laughs> she backs up a little bit. Okay, we'll we'll talk about the rules of the game again.
0: Jeff you know Kirk has ever swatted her? Oh
1: yes, in puppyhood he swatted uh, her a few okay. times. Yeah. He taught her well, Kirk has raised Hero and Seven, but Hero never took it to the point of playing games with him. But and I love the Dork dearly, he's not as smart as Seven is. I mean just who he is. He's a wonderful, sweet, loving, affectionate dog who wants to be a good boy, but he's not the brightest pencil in the pencil box. Seven is very bright. So Hero just gets out of Kirk's way. Okay, yep, hi. Hi, Orange Cat, I see. You. I'm going to go lay near Mom. Bones just ignores him totally. Um, but Seven is the one that's willing to interact with him.
0: Have fun so, with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So
1: they were able to set their own rules. Kirk was able to teach her. But at the same point, his confidence with dogs, with the dogs he's raised, could potentially put him in problems if he came face-to-face with a dog who wasn't respectful of cats. Because Kirk has no fear of dogs.
0: Like a terrier.
1: Yeah. So he's an indoor cat. Other than his very secure catio, he's an indoor cat only, and he will always be an indoor cat. Because he'd be the one that would go up to the coyote going, Yo, I am can charge of canines," <laughs> mm-hmm. Or to the stray dog, or whatever.
0: Sometimes it's the dogs that have to be protected. Uh, one of our students had six of the large parrots.
1: Oh, oh. yes.
0: Then yeah. those beaks... Can take a chunk out of you. Yeah, much less a chunk out of the dog. So they were... Yeah. They were good about keeping them fairly separate. The dogs were allowed to cross the patio where the dogs, where the birds, birds lived. Were, yeah, but they had to cross the
1: patio quickly, and go outside,
0: <laughs> not hang around there.
1: Mm. I, Paula and I had a friend who did big bird rescue, the big parrots. And Brooke, one of the ladies, had a big triangular uh, hole in her arm that the skin was sunk down. Right where a big bird, that was a rescue, and who knows, like rescue dogs, who knows what the background was. But she was walking by, the bird was on a perch, she walked by, she was feeding, he reached over chunk and took that big chunk out of her. And she still did big bird rescue. She said it wasn't his fault. You know? mm-hmm. Who knows what happened to him before she got him. But, yeah. And then the, re- the reptiles, well, you and Paul and I had yeah. both done reptile rescue for a number of years. Yeah. And the big part of reptile rescue was everything was caged. Mm. And the dogs were taught not to bother those cages. Um, Yeah, because you you could I could see like Quill. Oh, Lord. He would be
2: trying to make his way into a cage. But yeah, like without my dogs, no. Yeah, there's a cage. You can look in it, but don't touch it. Don't get near it. Don't try to. No.
1: They're off limits. Just leave it. And turtles and tortoises. We did tortoise and box turtle rescue. I never took water turtles, wasn't set up for water turtles, but box turtles and tortoises. And box turtles might be caged inside for a while if they were sick or the babies would be inside. But otherwise, they had free run of the backyard. And the dogs, all my dogs were taught, turtles and tortoises, were leave it. Mm. You don't touch it. You don't steal their food. You don't chase them, you don't stick your nose under them and flip them over. They are completely and totally off limits. And all our dogs were taught that before they were allowed to run in the backyard with the turtles and tortoises. Because a lot of rept, uh, turtle and tortoise rescues won't adopt the people with dogs because so many dogs think they're toys to chew on. Yeah.
0: And Terriers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And chew on, can,
2: roll them around.
0: Can kill them. That's why I had to add the fence around my turtle pond. Oh, that's
1: right, your aquatic turtles, that's my right. My terrier discovered them one and day. And he was willing to go swimming with them. Oh yeah, 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 so yeah.
0: So now I have a fence around that thing. Because well, that, still that keeps Big Bertha out of the swimming pool. Amazingly enough, no. Oh no! <laughs> I don't, I still don't know how she does it. The <laughs> big birth is my female uh, Reddard slider. Who's
1: big? She's big. She's a big old girl.
0: Dinner plate? Yeah.
1: Close to? Well, it's been a while since I've seen her, but the last time I saw her, she was getting dinner plate
0: size. The turtle pond's off of my patio, and then it's 14 steps? Yeah. To uh, the next, down to the poolside. site.
1: And, and it's concrete. Down, little, and terraced.
0: So she either goes down the stairs, dunk, 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 dunk. Or she stays on the terrace level, and then it's a three-foot drop. And then crawl across that, and then three-foot drop. So weird. But I have still caught her in the human swimming pool. (laughs) She gets so pissed when I net her and pull her out. Well, sure, she goes from the turtle pond to
1: freedom! Yes. (laughs) And it's usually in the spring. (laughs) Well, let's talk about her... uh, a little bit more in a moment let's take a break for one of our sponsors
2: Help your dog from the inside out with Caniotic Daily Probiotic for Dogs. Caniotic's superior and exclusive technology makes it the only dog probiotic from the dog for the dog. Your dog's gastrointestinal tract is important to their well-being. And a daily dose of Caniotic is one easy way you can support it. Caniotic, C-A-N-I-O-T-I-C, is available on Chewy.com. Add it to your cart today and give it a try.
0: Let's Talk Pets
2: on PetLifeRadio.com
1: Welcome back. Okay, Quill and Big Bertha. So what did you do besides fencing off the turtle pond to help protect Big Bertha when she gets out? Well, Quill's not going to go diving for her. But he does like the pool,
0: though. Yeah, he won't go under. Um, I g- the fence I mean if she comes out then she becomes a wild critter and so forth but um leave it training won't override he, it his prey drive is so high I don't know if she'd actually get a hold of his nose or something but um
1: that might just serve to make him mad
0: yeah although he doesn't like pain he he can be a baby about pain, so maybe Yeah, if but she got the, his nose when the hunting fever is upon him. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He is just—I mean—that's as you said earlier. You have to be clear-eyed about your puppy dogs. Yeah, and he is—he's a hunter. Yeah. And a killer. Yeah. no well, um, we've
1: we've seen him in action. Yeah. We've seen him out in the field and catch.
0: Uh, I mean, I've gone after him. I've told him no. I've redirected, but but no. It's, uh, if he hears the plop of one of the turtles jumping from a rock into the water, just, aah, aah, aah. and he'll go around and around and around and put his feet up on the fence and go, please let me in there. And he's, what, nine years old now? Almost ten. ten. Almost ten.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just so training will on. only do so much.
0: <laughs> yep. I mean, there's all those wonderful Stories and I've seen it myself. A friend with a Chesapeake Bay Retriever. Uh uh-huh. huh. One of his best friends was a uh, cockatiel.
2: Yeah.
0: And the cockatiel would just chortle to himself and sing and fly over to the dog and pull out his fur, and then take it back and try to make a nest out of it. And they they were just sweethearts together.
1: And I have a story about an Australian Shepherd and a cockatiel oh, that's yeah. exactly the opposite. Yeah. yeah. See, that's not nice. <laughs> no. <laughs> I. Paul and I had a rescued cockatiel. I think we we got it when we took in a reptile rescue, and the guy said, take this too. And Paul liked birds, so we took the cockatiel. Hmm. Well, one day I had put the dogs in the backyard because I knew my Australian shepherd, Ursa, a big Aussie, big black tri paid an awful lot of attention to the bird. Mm. But the cage was out of, her reach so she could watch but she couldn't touch him. The other three Aussies didn't pay any attention at all. But anyway, I put all the dogs outside, let the bird out while I was cleaning his cage. His one wing was clipped so he could flutter but he couldn't fly. And he was out prowling the house. I was cleaning the cage. Doorbell rang and the, a repairman came over. Ah, okay. So repairman took care. I don't remember what he was fixing. Maybe the dishwasher or something. He was all done. Paid him. He left. I forgot the bird was out. And I let the dogs in. And all I saw was this cute little white and yellow cockatiel go flutter, flutter, flutter. Ursa caught him in midair. And he was down her throat before I could even say her name. He was gone. The only thing I could say is he didn't suffer. Her prey drive with that bird mm-hmm. was so strong. And it was my fault, and I felt guilty. I felt terribly guilty because I forgot he was out. So That's that was our it, last bird.
0: I can't even think about a cat. I just know that no matter mm-hmm. how much you manage, accidents happen.
1: Yeah. Well, it, and it this changed. was it. It yeah. was an accident. Yes. I got distracted by the repairman. Forgot the poor bird was out. I mean, so if you
2: know you have a dog that is like Quill or like Ursa was, then maybe it's not the time to get a little critter. Yeah, just wait. Maybe there wait are
0: other on. terriers. Uh, uh oh, yeah. Katie's terriers got along with the cat.
2: Yeah, there's other ones.
0: But if but, you know your dog
2: is that type of personality, yeah, then just don't. Yeah,
1: just wait. Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes he reminds me of like the uh, the Ace pilot with the little stamps on the side of the. Airplane as to how many kills. I think he's got a little stamp somewhere. There's a lizard. There's a gopher. Oh, there's a mouse. I mean, to the point now where people are, my friends are saying, "Bring him over. I've got a mouse in the garage." Yeah, and he found it. Yeah, he he came to my house one time. (laughs) He Didn't find it. He was like, "It's in there," but he couldn't get to it.
1: He has is good.
0: Drake just don't want to have one of those in the house as a pet.
1: Yep. Yeah. Before we wind this up, take a listen to our second sponsor. We'll be right back.
0: So now I've got this pack of four Sharpay Rescue Dogs for, oh my goodness, probably five, six years. They get a regular diet of Dynovite with every meal. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. People remark on what beautiful coats they've got. I tell them, you don't need to wait until a problem presents itself. It's far better to keep the dog happy and healthy at all times. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my dinovite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's
2: talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke.
1: Welcome back. So, management, if your dog does not have. A quill type, a terrier type prey drive, teach leave it, teach lie down and stay. Be able to control your dog obedience wise with the distraction of the smaller pet, manage the smaller pet, cage when you can't supervise like we did with the ferrets. We would let the the ferrets run around while the dogs were in a down stay. We never left the room, we never Mm -hmm. left them alone. If we were gonna get busy, we put the ferrets away in a safe place many times well, paul and i were married 37 years and many of those years we had a separate room like a spare bedroom that was a small critter room and put a screen door on it so you know there's interaction but the dogs are out the critters are in and that way when we couldn't supervise there was some safety for the little critters now i the only little critters i have are the foster kittens and i do Basically the same thing, because I don't want, like right now, Bones is home alone with the foster kittens. Kittens are in actually a big dog crate, and I know he's not going to bother him in the dog crate. I don't leave him out running around. While well, if he's going to be home alone with them, he doesn't have the same prey drive that Quill has, but he also doesn't want the kittens to mess with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: If it were here, home alone with him. I wouldn't worry at all because to him, the kittens are precious. (laughs) I probably wouldn't worry about seven either, except she might have them all gathered up under her chin between her front legs, and she might not let them move. But that would be okay, too, if they were big enough. And I don't have any reptiles now, or any other small pets, just simply because uh, it's me, and there's only so many I can take care of. But I think obedience training for the dog, when possible, management with the small pets, but most importantly, take off the rose-colored glasses when you're looking at your dog. And okay. the cat for that. And, and the or cat what, you know, yeah. the other, yeah, or the cat or the other critter. The critter. <laughs> Evaluate the other pet. There's mm-hmm. the big yellow python. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. You were hoping yeah. she wouldn't bring that one up? No, I was really hoping she wouldn't bring that one up. <laughs> Especially the part about it having it safely contained. <laughs>
1: That could be
0: another story. That'll be another story for another
1: day. Yeah. All right. Well, hope that gave you some things to think about. I know evaluating your dog without the rose-colored glasses is difficult. We love our dogs. Our dogs are a huge part of our lives. Heck, this podcast is called It's a Doggy Dog World. But we got to keep in mind that dogs are predators by nature. And even the cutest, most well-loved dog is still a predator. Yep. So keep that in mind. All right, well, that's it for this podcast. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer?
2: Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding.